Welcome to the Hank Perrin Podcast. Thank you, Matt, for being on. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on, man. This is awesome. awesome. Uh, let's tell the viewers a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? What did you do? <laughs> well, where am I from? I'm from Budapest, Hungary, and my oh. birth name is actually Attila. That's my actual name. Why well, change it to Matt? Sorry. Well, my biological parents, like my not my biological parents, the, my parents who adopted me, they that just they, kind of a Canadian name, but they kept my Hungarian heritage and made it my middle name. So, so that's that's why my Instagram's Attila the Fletcher because oh, it's like I'm named after. I was, a I was reading that the other day and I was like, why? <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, why? that's like you know my workout book. It's like Attila. I, see, it's like, I know, I seen that. I was wondering what that meant. Well, it's it's my birth name. Have you ever so. thought about changing it back? Uh not really. Like, have you I, got used to being? Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been Matt for forever, and it's kind of like you know, like you know, you play rugby, like yeah. For me in hockey, like people would always call me Fletch, right? Yeah. That's my last name, but then I like, feel like Fletcher is a com- like a common name that for yeah. hockey players and stuff like that. Yeah, too. and it, it you know they're kind of like monosyllabic, like Fletch. It's not like a long thing. So if someone's trying to pass you the puck, like, they'll say that. Yeah. But like my closest friends and my oldest friends, they all call me Matt, kind of thing. But then like. I've had some friends more recently call me Attila, and it's like I prefer that mm. at times. I don't know. It feels more me, kind of more of a conscious choice, I suppose. Of course. And I, I feel a real connection to Hungary. Like when I went, I've been back twice since I was born. Is it beautiful, by the way? Oh, my great. God. <laughs> it's, it's everything. I've never you traveled outside of Canada. I'll, let, well, I'll, we'll air this, we'll, I'll air it on the podcast, really. I've never <laughs> traveled before. Um, I would really like to. I'm going to get my passport. Where would you like to go? Uh, so my girlfriend and I think about going potentially to Disneyland with her, oh, that's with her brother, uh, Phil, who listens to the podcast. Shout yeah. out to Phil. Thanks. For <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we were thinking about maybe going to Disneyland. Uh, I'd love to visit Ireland. Uh, Ireland gorgeous. I've heard, um, right. I'd love to go to Africa eventually. That'd be cool. Cause too. I think that'd be a really cool trip. My uh, best friend went to, uh, Ireland a couple of years ago with one of her old, like, uh, my say girlfriend, she's like a, one of, it's like our sister kind yeah. of thing. And somebody like, you've known forever. Oh yeah. yeah. And like, they just absolutely loved it. Like they showed uh, me pictures of them on the cliffs of Moher. Oh my Jesus. It's just, it's something out of a movie. Yeah. It's just, it's just absolutely incredible. Yeah. But, uh, I went back uh, to Hungary when I was 16 with my mom. And at the time, it was like I always thought of Hungary as like this, you know, this distant land kind of thing. If you kind of think when you're a kid of like a fairy tale, that's how I always envisioned Hungary because like I, I was told about it. I was told that I was adopted from the very beginning. It was like this fairy, fairy tale kind of. Yeah, place. exactly. Like it's this distant medieval kind of land because Hungary is such, it's, it's ancient, right? Yeah. It goes back hundreds of years. Yeah, like 700 years kind of thing. But no one knew anything about it. And so when I went back there, I mean, it is literally like you're back in like 1400 kind of thing. Like they've got almost, it's like beautiful in a sense because it's it's like the last, it'd be like almost a remaining part of like the world. Exactly. So, like when when you're in Budapest, because the city, it's called Budapest, right? It's divided by. The Danube River and there's bridges, but so the Buddha is all green space. That's where like, uh, like they have very high mountains you can hike up them, kind of thing. That's where all like the the water, like the spas are, and then in uh, past just the city. So like Mm -hmm. the Parliament buildings are over there, and that's like. It's like going to New York City kind of thing. Oh, wow. In terms of like, oh, it's massive. It's just like, yeah, it's just like massive. It's massive. Okay. and it, But it's cool because like you can literally walk across one of, I think there's like six or eight bridges that, cro- that connect the two sides. And it's going from metropolis to 
outdoor. Uh, yeah, the country. Yeah, essentially, it's the... beautiful. So I was 16 when we went back, and I was like, "Mom, I want to like try to find my biological mother, and whatnot." And of course, she she was like crying because she's like, "Well, like you know, I don't I, know I'm your mother." Yeah. yeah, she's she. she, she... <laughs> She was doing the I'm the only one. Well, yeah, and it was emotional for her, right? Because course, she hadn't yeah. been back there either since yeah. you know I was I, I was a kid. But then uh, did they go? Sorry, did they go to Hungary to, to adopt you? Yeah. Well, that's amazing. So my my mom and my dad. My dad didn't go over. He stayed he stayed in Kingston. But my mom, they were looking to adopt a kid for a while, and they were there was this. It, it's it's almost kind of like destiny. I'm not trying to be like silly about it, no, but literally course, this no. this was literally what happened. Um, there was a bunch of like kids that she was kind of looking at and there was this girl and my mom said her name was Kinga and she's was like, yeah, like I, I like her, but it just wasn't the right feeling. The, and then, the vibe wasn't there yeah. to be hippie kind of about it. Well, it, but, it, but it's the truth. Yeah. And then the very next day, um, Jenny Painter. So that was like my mom's, uh, I don't know if it was what the proper term is like worker or something. But the person that was trying to facilitate the adoption. Yeah. I feel like the, adoption facilitator yeah, maybe? yeah adoption agency i don't know but she said well actually there's this little boy in hungary because then my mom wanted to adopt a kid like from the eastern block okay i don't know why but i'm, I'm happy about it yeah <laughs> yeah it worked out worked out well yeah for sure and so she saw my picture and then my mom was like that's that's the one and she went over and i think my mom stayed in budapest for three or four months just like learn like learn learning with you and yeah. kind of like building that bond yeah and she stayed with my biological mother in like this little like what's piece of shit apartment like i i saw it when yeah. i went back i went to like where they and you're stayed like, whoa oh man like i'll get to that in a sec but yeah, like sure she stayed with them and it was like my biological mother she was older i think they had I know I have a, at least a brother, maybe two brothers. Oh, that's interesting. And it was my birth mother's name was Julia. I found out two years ago after like you know forever. Is but, it, so is it? Sorry, is it Julia in, in like it's like Canadian? it's like Julia. Oh, okay. I, mean, I don't know how. It's, like, it's a year European version of, of yeah. Julia. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it was it was Julia, her two other sons plus me. And I think her her parents yeah. all in this like maybe two bedroom apartment on the outskirts of Budapest, like forty five minutes outside of the city. Oh, okh okay. And like, you know, it's a hike they, from they, the city. Oh, no, it's sure. a hike, and it's it's like the ghetto kind oh, of thing. Okay. Like yeah. it was. See, that was the kind of the cool thing is like, you know, with a lot of well, with most kids, I mean, they're born into their families, right? But it's course, what yeah. I kind of always thought was like, you know, I was picked. You know, it's yeah. like you're a handpicked. Yeah, it's like you don't get to choose your parents, but no, in but... this instance, your parents got to choose you. Yeah, but when I went back to Hungary uh, two years ago, when I saw that apartment, like I haven't shown anybody this video. Like I, I was just bawling my eyes out, but like tears of happiness because um, when you. So when I went back, I went mm -hmm. to the house of the apartment building, and then I also learned more about Hungarian history. Going back to the second world war. So I'm going to go on a bit of a tangent here, but like yeah. you can see, like I've, I learned like, holy fucking shit. You literally are the luckiest person in the world. And I'll, you'll understand why. Well, you understand how lucky you are. Well, it's, you it's, know? it's like, if you think of like star shooting stars, right? Mm -hmm. Like everything, every star, every little thing just lined up. Ab 
absolutely perfectly. perfectly. And it's like in a world in a universe that's you know chaotic as fuck, every single thing lined up. So like in the the forties. Um, Hungary was occupied by the Nazis, and when the Nazis started losing the war, what did the, what did they do? They Hitler named Budapest a fortress city. It's like we cannot lose this city. Yeah. But then when Stalin started marching, I think it was west or what have you, like towards Berlin, yeah. their pattern was going to go through Budapest. So what did Hitler do? He said, "Fuck the Hungarian people! I'm going to blow up all the bridges." Yeah, so I they don't care get anymore. Through. Yeah. So it's, what ended up happening yeah. was when they blew up the bridges. Mm-hmm. They basically destroyed up to fifty percent of all the buildings well, on either insane. side, and so and people died. Yeah. So you have to think. I mean, like, had either one of my grandparents been killed in that, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. So you were just internally like you were, especially like, because you're a smart dude. Like you, well, want, you, you well, you, you know what I mean. Like you, you seem familiar with like World War Two and World War One and stuff like yeah. that. So like knowing all that stuff you were internally grateful because you were like oh, you well, were like it's better like yeah here's the thing like after so my both of my grandparents survived that and then in 1956 there was a revolution in mm-hmm. hungary as well against uh i think it was well, the prime minister of hungary or the president whatever whatever the title is but hungarian citizens died again there was bombings and whatnot. Neither like them, ordered by the. It was like revolutionaries, like oh. uh, like kind of internal terrorists kind of thing. They were revolting against. The, oh, they were like kind of trying to get him out of his position. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah. And so there was bombings. There was assassinations attempts, and Hungarians died. And again, neither one of my parents or my mo- mother or father were killed in that. Right. So again, there's another shooting star that was lucky for me. Of course. Yeah. And then, again, too, you know, Russia, 1989, when communism fell. Right. Well, who was what was also a communist Hungary's nation? Hungary taking a beating. Hungary. Uh, this is the thing about Hungary and like the lang- fighters. They are, but the language, for example, is I call it. It's like horses talking because the language is so unlike anything else. Like you know how French is very melodic. Yeah. And this is like it's it's totally. It, it's it's such a smorgasbord of a language because Hungary has been taken over. It's been it's been taken back. It's been it's a so the language has definitely been affected, right? Because <laughs> it feels like you're switching like you're switching languages depending on what era you're in. It, in exactly, the, exactly. In I mean, one point the Turks were over there, then the Huns took it back, and then you know Vlad the Impaler was around there too. It's just a, a tons of history. Insane. But in '89, when the when, when the Iron Curtain fell, right, Hungary again yeah. was just decimated economically and for me for my purposes trying to find my birth mother it's been a nightmare because after after all of that the records were just destroyed oh exactly you know but then again too another shooting star was that you know in a time of great economic uncertainty and where life wasn't good i could have been simply aborted yeah you know Um, yeah it's the unfortunate reality (laughs) it's uh, but it is it's the truth though it's true yeah they gave me my best chance and then to find to have the family that I had, I mean, holy fucking shit. Like you better make something of your life. Like you, yeah, you felt like, I don't want to say like pressure would be the right word. You yeah. Pressure pressu- is the right word. You, yeah. you, you felt pressure to be like, I have to be someone because of all the stuff that I've, the adversity yeah. that I've went through or like that I'm having Not to go through. Not even that I went through, but that everybody, they, else. everybody else went through around you. Yeah. You, were, you felt the pressure that was necessary. You were like, I have to, I have to use that adversity that everybody adversity that everybody's went over. Yeah. Um, and I have to use it to my advantage almost. Yeah, because like I've been given like I've been given such an incredible opportunity. And it's like, you know, people say, Oh, I have opportunity. I have opportunity. but this is this is literally the definition of it. 
we're going back almost 80 years yeah. of sacrifice and people getting through shit. And like, I've lived, you know, I've lived a pretty, honestly, a pretty cushy life. Yeah. It's like, I can't, I can't take that for granted. Yeah. It's even like getting in. So you remember how, when we were at the shack together, I was mm -hmm. trying to get into law school, right? Yep. Well, this kind of, I know you want to talk about the Leafs later too, but this ties in. Like I, obviously I didn't get in. Yeah. But the thing was, is that when I was practicing, I would like when I would write my practice tests, I would get 160s all the time. So I would get the score that I needed. Yeah. But when I would go and write the test, shit the bed shit every single every time. time. Yeah. And the whole thing was like, I, I went to like a, a counselor about it and it's like, you put so much pressure on yourself. Like it's, you got to relax and it's, but I thought to myself, well, this, this exam and this career, this is my pathway to adulthood to, to launch and become somebody. Yeah. Right. But it's like, Holy fuck, man. Like this is, that's a lot of pressure. It, it's, it's an insane. Amount it's of insane. Yeah. So I, I don't, I'm not to get you off. I feel no. like I have similar pressure. So like my, like I was one of the first family members to graduate, go to college. Yeah. And like, a, so like some, I was a first generation college student. So it was really interesting to me because I also felt a lot of pressure, right? Cause a lot of my family hadn't, I, we're kind of like I, they believed in me so much yeah because of the stuff that they weren't able to do yeah but exactly I, like i compared it to when i when i i've compared it, i've compared it to kind of like lebron james like the chosen one kind of thing like not that i'm saying i am the chosen no, one I there's a lot saying. of kids there's a lot of kids where especially like in the heights where i grew up who have a lot of that potential to be like very important and a lot a lot of the kids in the city have like have that right so like i think it's important to understand that people people have lots of potential. It's they just do. about adversity and taking choices, right? Like there's times where you have to make difficult choices. Like there was friends that unfortunately, like that I've had to not leave behind, but I don't talk to as much just yeah. because they made decisions that were possibly going to affect my future. And yeah, the, absolutely. The goals that I was going for. So. Yeah. And that's, that's really the whole thing. Like you wanted, you were asking me like about bodybuilding, like what yeah. got me into bodybuilding. So this is like transition. Yeah. But this Perfect. is my, my story was that like, I can, you know, your viewers can't see this, but your reaction might gauge it. This was me when at my first day ever in the gym, and yeah. this was a year and a half later. You see the difference? Wow. Like, and that was just through fucking hard wow. work. Well, yeah, it's hard work, determination, right? Like, that's insane. But oh, the, you guys can't see that, but that's like, it's an insane <laughs> picture. I don't know if it's on your Instagram. Yeah, it's a, it's so, my first post on Instagram, way at the bottom. But yeah, like, so go I, to the Instagram. You can shout out your Instagram. If you'd <laughs> Attila like. the Fletcher. Yeah, on Instagram, um, go look at that first picture. It's definitely, <laughs> definitely like it's just uh, like a gasp almost for yeah. me because like I almost was like breathless. Well, just it's a difference, it's crazy. a difference of almost thirty pounds in a year and a half, and yeah. it's not all muscle, of course, right? Yeah. But like the difference was pal palpable. But yeah, of course, I got into bodybuilding when I was. I just turned 21, and like I growing up, I always played hockey and all that, but I never, I never had a damn interest in lifting weights no. nothing uh nothing. i would say almost like it's weird because hockey players especially the young ages some people that are really good at hockey they stand out and they don't lift weights yeah and i find that like more and more hockey players are now lifting weights because they yes. find it advanced. like uh who, shane wright shane wright <laughs> yeah shane wright's yeah. a kid who really like uh, I heard, like, I read a story. I don't know if it's true or not. If Shane ever hears this, he can, <laughs> he can welcome, you, right? welcome to come on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. And also, also he's very welcome to correct me. Yeah. But, uh, I felt like he really, like, I seen a, a video of him lifting weights at, I think it was like Limestone Athletics. Yeah. Shout out. yeah, yeah. Uh, but they, so like 
he was like he was working hard and stuff like that. I felt like that was it's a different kind of generation now. Like they understand that they have to lift weights. Whereas when oh, I was growing yeah. up, I felt like there was a lot of hockey players I knew that didn't lift weights. They were oh just yeah, good. they were just good at hockey. Well, even like arguably, excuse me, the greatest hockey player ever, Gretzky. Like probably never lifted string a... bean. Mm-hmm. But you know the times change still. Now. Even when <laughs> even though he's like in his late 60s, 70s, yeah, exactly. like he's still. It's not like. I seen I seen a video of Magic Johnson lifting weights on a yacht on vacation <laughs> yeah. in Greece the other day. You know what I mean? Like some people are just different monsters. Oh, they're just totally different. Different. Like they're just physically like insane. Like Wired it's like LeBron James. LeBron James is like like Roger and I talked about this on the second po- on our podcast in the first episode. He was just like he was probably dunking on people at the age of five at little league little ball. Like you know, what I mean? he's just insane. Here I can barely do a layup. Yeah, yeah. Here I try. I try to pretend that I'm good, but I'm oh, like yeah. average at best. I'm 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 quite good at like the the mental part of basketball, but right. Not, like I'm not extremely extremely athletic. I'm not gonna right. pretend like I am. I'm just like I find I'm better. Like I'm more. I think cerebral would be the word. At yeah. It's like I'm better. Yeah. I'm better like mentally through it. It's a very it's a very mental game. Yeah. Like a lot of things, especially but. basketball, but like hockey too. Like, uh, oh, like when I played in, like, so I played at the Wally Elmer a lot. So I yeah, played, oh yeah. So I played in like yeah, the yeah. Boys and Girls Club League and stuff like that because obviously it didn't have a, a lot Man, of money. The ice at Wally Elmer was some of the best ice it's, in the city. It was underrated. It yeah, was. but so I played in the Boys and Girls Club League there, and a lot like the coach. Uh, so he played with Bobby Orr. He played. Like, he played <laughs> in the good. NHL, and he was like, uh, I think his name was Rick. I want to say it was Rick. Shout out to him. I hope. Hope he's doing well. I haven't seen him since I was a little kid, but he used to say, like, you actually are good at hockey because you see the plays ahead of time. Well, that's cool. Was, I mean, which is a comp from, from, from an NHL oh, was a yeah. huge compliment. Well, yeah, but I mean, even Gretzky, Gretzky has all that skill. It's the same thing with Crosby, but like, they call Crosby the general for a reason. The guy yeah. sees he's, the play five steps ahead of everybody else. I, I, I want to shut this, I want to say this on podcast on air i want to make sure i said this on air if we ever talked about hockey but (laughs) i think gretzky or sorry i think crosby right now is the best two-way player in the nhl i I would have to agree with i and like i just started watching nhl for like legitimately started watching pretty much every game or trying to watch every game yeah yeah uh like this season and every game i watched of crosby these guys just like the two best two-way players on the ice he's easily insane even uh, almost 35 years old like he can still move move so well he shoots he's the puck just, perfectly he's he, just insane he, the way he thinks of the game is just like i say five or six steps ahead of yeah. uh, everybody else what so. do you think happened to the Leafs? where did oh, they go wrong Jesus. where did we go wrong well i don't think it was uh actually anything physical i think it was all mental yeah, and I was on the way over here. I was thinking, hey, how am I gonna put this without like, you know, getting every Leaf fan on my ass or every Hab fan because I have been on. Now I've Hab fan. They're friends. insane right now. They're on fire. They are on fire, but like, <sighs> they shouldn't have won that series. No, they shouldn't have won that series. I mean, realistically speaking, I mean, I was talking to my buddy Brody Taylor yesterday. Hey, Brody, but it's like we had the three. If they're up three to yeah. one, so what happened? It's not a matter of. Uh, I mean, who's the better team here? I mean, like, let's call it what it is. I mean, they had them. Yeah. How do you blow three games straight? But yeah, if you're Toronto, apparently you find a way. Well, I I, I thought about it a lot, and I, and you know, like, people can come at me for this, but I, it's truly, I mean, Hank, how old are you? 23, uh, 22? 22. I'm you're 22. Okay, so this is perfect. So, if you were given ten million dollars a year at 22, 
how would you feel? Even if for your podcast, for example, how would you feel? Um, obviously, there's a lot of stuff going on. So it's interesting because I'm sports wise, I'm very much like, and I said this on my last podcast, I don't like, I'm not saying I have that mamba mentality, but like, I'm very, but <laughs> nice. I like, I have a lot of similar traits like that. Like, yeah. so I was talking about hoodie Hank uh, in the previous podcast. And if you go, let's do it it's towards the end. But like, I just don't like to lose. I'm very miserable person when I yeah. lose. Not that yeah. I'm a sore loser, but I don't like, you don't to like lose. to lose. Yeah. I don't, I got it. Well, I'm like, I think I'll shorten the story because I said it in the last podcast, but like essentially what happened was I, we had went and played a game where we couldn't move position. So, right. so we sat a lot of our starters. And so uh, our coach had said, like, uh, like, can we put you in the game? Because a lot of these guys don't have experience. You've been playing for years. It's just an easy way to make sure that everything tried to run smoothly, right? Right. So essentially right. we ended up losing by, like, 25, 30 points because a lot of the guys that we were playing had never either played before. They didn't have much college experience or rugby experience in general. Right. Um, and so we had a – this is before COVID, obviously – uh, so we we had like a party that night because we typically we we usually have a social gathering afterwards and uh, just to celebrate and talk and you know to enjoy each other's company because yeah. uh, with the especially with the SLC rugby team like we're a close bunch yeah, so, like, a lot close. of those guys are really close right so uh, I was sitting in the corner with like my hood up like drinking a drink but like hood up sunglasses on just miserable and it's because like I don't go to games to lose and I say I oh, say no. this pretty much every time I get the chance like I don't I'm not going to games to get blown up by well it was years. even like oh. so when I was in university again the same time period where like I started weightlifting and whatnot but we were just playing like university hockey but we're not I'm not talking about like representing the schools like yeah. beer league right so you're just playing but beer our team sucked ass for half the year but then we we really pulled it together in typical leaf fashion you know like we pulled our teeth we, we got ourselves grinded yeah grind and got ourselves and we made it the third round of the playoffs and i love i love this guy because he's one of my good friends from school but like at night i wanted to fucking kill him because he, he my buddy tam is like a salt of the earth guy and he was like you know everyone's got to come on time to the game whatnot and whether then we're all there and what he Everybody. comes in He's drank half a bottle of Fireball. Oh my god! And like, we need to win I know this it's beer game. league, but <laughs> oh, Tim is like a salt of the earth guy. But like this, like in hindsight, I could laugh my ass off at this. But like at the time, like I was just furious because there was this guy out on the ice, and they were chirping back and forth. And the guy skated by our bench and clipped him on purpose in the head with a yeah. stick. So we already, first of all, buddy. If you, whoever <laughs> did that, if you hear this, it's beer league. Calm yeah, down. exactly. Calm, oh, it gets better. Calm down. Like, it's, I, it's different if I'm playing, like, intramurals and stuff yeah. like that. I still want to win, but I'm not, like, as salty. Obviously. Well, he he gets clipped in the head, and he jumps over the boards and beelines it in the corner and runs them over, and they That's... get into a fight. So we already have too many men yeah. fighting. And then on sportsmanlike, so we're de- we're shorthanded for like no you're twelve short- minutes. I was gonna say it's like a ten minute penalty. Yeah, goal. so we blew it. We ble- we were up three to one and we lost five to four. So after yeah. the game, I take my. <laughs> That's insane that you guys still were one goal away. Oh even, fuck! Even and though I had my new stick, I smashed it in the dressing room. And it was like, uh, have you ever seen Semi Pro? Yeah. Okay. I like, love Semi Pro. Yeah. Well, literally, because I was so pissed, I was like, Monix coming into the room. I was like, Does anybody here want to talk about the fucking game? <laughs> and they're like, Oh man, just chill out. And I'm like, Fuck that man we had it but yeah. i'm just it's that competitive edge that yeah. you're talking about it's like i don't like to lose either yeah. so yeah i don't know if i got 10 million dollars at 22 years old like that's a tough that's a well, tough sell for why me. i bring it up is going back to like what do i think about the leafs is that you have to remember like matthews marner and nylander like the really the core the young core of this Maybe. team yeah nylander i think's 24 matthews and marner are 23 and now 
if we think back to like 2017 when they first like started to get their feet wet, their first seasons and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. They, there was no expectation. There's the promise that there were going to be something one day. Of course. Yeah. And we played Washington, right? And we give them a good go. And it's like we can build off this momentum because no one expected no. them to beat Washington. Nobody. Right? Yeah. But then the next year, we gain more speed. We gain more speed. Well, Typically it, lose against Boston. I think that it also has a lot to do with winning. So if you're winning a lot, in the, so it's the believability part that you're going to win. right? Yeah. So I think that's what really hurt this year was that they were good, so good it's, all year. And the North Division, like I'm not going to slander the North, North Division. No. It is what it is. Yeah. Clearly they're good. Clearly the yeah. North Division was good considering, you know, Canadians swept. Like swept Winnipeg. the Winnipeg, and then yeah. they they just beat Gold Knights. Now they're in the Stanley Cup final. Exactly, and like, then Vegas is no crazy. joke. Well, Zach uh, Zach Raymond, you know Zach Raymond. Yeah. So Zach Raymond's a huge uh, Montreal fan. <laughs> and, like loves the loves the Habs. And I was like, like good on you guys. Hope you're we, feeling good, Zach. I, yeah. He, <laughs> he, heard, he heard his calf the other day when I seen him running, but I hope yeah. I hope he's okay. He should be all right. But uh, Zach, yeah, Zach's awesome. I just mean like. You know, as time has gone on, they've got the expectations have gotten higher, higher and higher. And higher yeah. But then, when you're 22 or 23, even 24, and you're given that kind of money, it's not just the money; it's the expectation that comes with it. So, like, say for example, I mean, for us, this is a lot of money, but like, minimum league min is like what 900,000, 700,000, uh, 750,000. Yeah. Because Jason Spetha said if he could have used, yeah, less. okay, exactly. Yeah. But like, when you're making that kind of money on league min in the NHL, it's like whatever, like. You know, we, we've been playing with house money with Spezza for the last three years, yeah. right? But it's insane you, that he's willing to cut deals like that. Good for him. Yeah. But then when you've got two guys making 11 and 10 million and tell. they don't get a goal, like Matthews, one of the, the guy won the Rocket Richard this year. Didn't get a goal. On the yeah, I, Did he, I think he got, he got one goal. One goal. Yeah, Marner hasn't scored goal. in eight playoff series. I seen this. I seen, sorry not to cut you off. I That's seen this stat yesterday. It was like Cole Caulfield is one goal away yeah. from matching Mitch Marner's yeah. playoff goals. But so you can see like, what I'm crazy. saying, though. Yeah, that that expectation is there, and you have to. You also have to remember, and like, I'm going to defend these guys here as pissed off as I am. Yeah, Matthews and Marner, for example, these aren't low budget players. These guys have played in high pressure situations. Well, yeah, and they're making like. Like you said, $10 Tens, million dollars yeah. a year. Right? But like, when they were younger, like at 16, 17, 18, like yeah. these guys have played on oh, the yeah, they, stage. They know. Like, yeah. They know what's at stake. But now, at, at 23 and 24, there's, these are young men still. Yeah. But they're getting paid absolute bank. And then ben being in a market like Toronto where the fans are rabid and starving oh, for they, a win. They, yeah. Not only are they starving for, starving for a win, they just like be, – they are so excited to have stars, exactly. I would say, because like roughly, uh, I don't know, like what is their last? What's the last true star before those two? Matt Sundin, uh, Matt Phil, Sundin, Phil maybe Kessel, Phil Kessel. Phil Kessel. Depends on like I would consider Phil Kessel as more of a star when he played for Pittsburgh that yeah. first year when he was yeah. just banking goals, right? Like, but you get the point that I'm yeah. saying. Like, good. Are we still good? Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's like with my set, right? When you put that amount of pressure on yourself, and like Matthews and Marner, I. Other people can say whatever they want. You yeah, know? these guys give a shit, and Marner especially gives a shit. At the end of that series, when they lost, I mean, we're talking; these two guys are nearly in tears. Yeah, they're like really beat up, really beat it, up yeah. about it. They care, but like that's the thing when you, it, it's like when you when you want something so bad and you're trying to gra- like 
grip it and you if you squeeze too hard what happens it breaks yeah you you miss it on the opposite yeah, yeah. It's, it's like when you play rugby or a sport or something like that like you kind of you know how to play the game you get into a flow where you don't even have to think about it yeah but when you start thinking about it so much that's when you make your mistakes that's when you yeah. clench your stick too hard and that's what happened when i've been doing a lot of training lately for rugby and it was interesting because uh you know john mcdonald yeah shout out to john Johnny. john's great um so john He's and i john, john is super strong. strong yeah so uh so john and i were doing some like training on nixon yesterday we we're just doing like sprint training and stuff like that yeah and we were doing one-on-ones and they just kind of like felt that i wasn't exactly so i hit a level when i had won that most uh most improved player award that i won nice yeah Good for you man yeah. so i like i came off my ankle <clears throat> so you remember when i broke my ankle <laughs> yeah, i remember yeah, asking so, you what happened to you yeah so <laughs> After that, like I worked, I basically wasn't supposed to play. Like, uh, so I had third degree ligament damage, broke my ankle. Like, Jesus. I wasn't supposed, I wasn't supposed to play. Um, um, but I kind of like worked my way into it. I worked with Katie like every day. Shout out to Katie if she ever hears this. Like, she was the athletics, uh, the athletic therapist. Right. I want to say at SLC, and she was like just doing physio <clears throat> with me every day, grinding. We were there. She's yeah. an amazing person too because she was really funny. Like, she was very funny and that really important in that process and i think it gets a little bit underrated that you have to be funny when people are going through injuries and stuff like oh, that yeah. because of like how much disappointment and stuff there is but oh, so i yeah. say yeah i say that to only say like I, I felt like i got like i got better after i broke my ankle like i felt like i got to a different level like just based on like the mental part of my game and stuff like that yeah so i was doing some training recently um and I was just like, I'm not at the level right now that I think that I know I can get to. Yeah. So it was a little bit frustrating for me. Um, and John, John, you know, said like one of the reasons uh, I hope he's OK with me saying this, but it's not like something he said in private. He's just like the reason I asked you and Evan for help to learn rugby is because you guys are so much better than I am. Like I, exactly. wanted, I wanted to learn. Um, and I said to John, I said, yeah, I just don't feel like. I feel, feel like right now I'm on that level. And I think it's just because yeah. I'm in my head a little bit about it. Well, that's the whole thing. Like that headspace and that going back to you, like the, the leaps, right? Yeah. Yeah. Matthews and Marner can skate like the wind and shoot the puck, but that mental game is, it's got to be there. It's yeah. massive. It's got to be there. Well, it's so much, so much pressure too. Like they it haven't is. won a cup since 67. Yeah. I mean, before the friggin' moon landing. Yeah. Like that's a, oh like black and white TV. Oh my dude. God. That's so scary. Well, I think about it as a Leafs fan. Well, it's, it's, it's like when I started going to the gym I and mean, that was the whole reason yeah. why, because I mean, like I said, the, I never wanted to lift a weight before that. But. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Right. Like I took me two months after when I but like, remember what, I don't know if you were at the shack when I had had all my weight when I first started at 270. Like, I, you showed me a picture. Yeah. So uh, essentially like I didn't lift weights for like two months. I was only on the bike because Dennis was like, like Dennis is my, one of my, is my rugby coach. He says, right. uh, like you could be one of the best players on this team or you are one of the best players in the team. I don't remember what he said. Probably something, he said something along those lines, but he yeah. said, you're at a, like, you're just out of shape and you can't like, you can't run. Yeah. yeah. Right. So at 270, obviously he was cracked, totally cracked. But I was just like, uh, I said to him, like, I, I remember I didn't play after one, one game and I just said, you know what? Like, I'm just going to grind. Yeah, and so I essentially just went in the gym and just grinded pretty much the whole for like the whole year, um, and then you know eventually I did I got there and I lost all that weight, but it took me about three months to even start lifting yeah. weights again, just because yeah. it's so hard when you're when you consider yourself to be like when you consider yourself to like you don't have that self confidence yet, especially yeah. in the gym. Like yeah. it's such a such a crucial part that I think people really underestimate is that fact that it takes a lot. 
to to actually lift yeah. weights to the gym because there's unfortunately unfortunately there's a lot of judgment that comes with being in the gym too yeah, right? like, people, like uh i wish it would go away or i wish people would like kind of calm their egos at the gym exactly but like i i'm excited if you're hyped about like a lift or something yeah like that, you shouldn't be judging people based on how much they can lift well that's the whole thing i like, that's why like when i worked at the y i wanted to work at the shack because like like you know it's been a couple of years now but like i didn't give a shit about working at like right crescent i cared about the gym yeah. that was my thing because i love to see people go from a to b to c to d yeah. i like to see that progression because yeah. i was there and that's why the shack will always have a place in my heart as kind of silly as it sounds because that was where my training started yeah like so back when i was 20 they were asking about like my story yep um i was in university in my third year my dad was always uh he's never the healthiest guy but being adopted to my parents are older yeah but i got a call i well not a call i went home uh, for thanksgiving because i would go home from nova scotia i went to school in nova scotia oh okay i didn't know that yeah, yeah i went i'm a saint effects grad oh so, oh, okay oh yeah actually i did see that Sorry. yeah i look because I, look, I did some research because i like to do some research on my guests yeah um and i seen that you got a philosophy major from yeah and i, I won a couple academic yeah you did win a couple that. academic awards i shouldn't have i should have included that like that's an important <laughs> sorry, part like you know it's not hard it's or sorry it's not easy to win those awards just, no but that that's uh like i like you know when i think back at uh well, we'll understand here in a second, but when I look yeah. back on this, that you know, that kid, that twenty-year-old kid, I'm very proud of him yeah. because he went through a lot. Um, third year was really stressful. It was like with my, I had a lot, had very heavy course load. Yeah. But when I came home from X and uh, for Thanksgiving, like my mom and dad picked me up, and my dad was basically a vegetable in the car, and oh, like no. it was, it was really bad. And so like. Um, my mom and I went out for a walk that night kind of thing. And I said, this is really bad. And like, she like, go ahead. I was just going to say, you're kind of like, listen, this is this, serious. Well, I right told now. her, like, it was so serious that like, I told her, look, I can, I can say fuck school. I'll, I'll defer a oh year. God. Yeah. Like, well, cause like she was, she's in real estate. Right. And like, she's been doing this for forever. Yeah, but I shout mean, out to Connie. Yeah. Shout out to like, Queen Connie. Yeah. Like, I my, see. My I, well, cause you guys had sold that house. Yeah. Like, we're yeah. at Lake Ontario park just for reference. So there, you guys had sold a house over Union Street. Yeah, on yeah. Union Street. Awesome. I, awesome I was people. like, man, that is such a beautiful house. Man, what did that like, sell for? If you don't mind me asking, uh, can I put that on the record? Well, it's sold now. It's closed. Uh, just over six. Good for them. Yeah, well, they're, that's they're a good awesome. space. Yeah, they're good space. The owners, like oh, yeah. their family, friends. I'm We're gonna like, talk a little bit about real estate. Yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm curious. Like, talk, talk all day about it. They're great people. Yeah, but um. Anyway, so like I came back and my mom was like, you know, she's really stressed because I mean, real estate is not something that you can, you can't do it part time. Yeah, I was gonna say you can't really take a break. It's like no. one of those things you got to be like full time. You're either in it or you're not. Yeah, you know. But like at my same time, my dad's health was so bad. Like you know, and like so much more important. Oh you. fuck! So I told her like, you know, I can stay home. And she's like, no, you have to go back. Like you know, he doesn't want this for you. I don't want this for you. You got to go back. So but like, so I go back at the end of. Uh, october or whatever it is and like you know and it's probably the same thing in slc but like november is like paper month or like assignment month yeah it's just insane i try to like crunch some of my stuff in august obviously i do i do stuff last minute i'm not gonna lie people (laughs) i do i procrastinate and it's only because i have time and sometimes it's I'm not blaming it. Obviously, I'm playing sports and stuff like that. But yeah. when you're such, a, when you're an athlete, like at least for me, my daily schedule is like get up at six or get up five thirty, make yeah. eggs, go to the, make eggs, eat, go to, quickly, go to the gym, 
for six and then get like go home maybe at eight if you have time take a little bit of a nap before class yeah um and then you have practice and then you i had to, i had to do the gym again. yeah your time so, management has to be on point be or on else point. you're screwed yeah, yeah. anyways so, well so i i didn't go i didn't stay home i went back to school right so at that time i had i was taking a full course load i had i think it was i know it was at least three i had three too much stuff. Going well, on I had three sure. 50% term papers. Like, and it's, it's I, the only, you only were graded on two things, your exam and your paper. That wow. was it. And these weren't, these are like 20, 25 page papers. They're like legit size. They were yeah. not bullshit. Those it's papers like, are crazy. Yeah. It was really, it was really difficult, but this is like why I, part of the reason why I'm so proud of what I did, because like I had, they were all due within a day of each other, like at the end of November kind of thing. So October, I think it was like October 14th. Like I still have my agenda from this time. As you can see, I keep my. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's really, it's really cool to see that you keep your agenda. Well, it's, it's like, I've got my first one. I just don't know where it is, but like I planned like October 12th or 14th or whatever it was. I planned every single fucking day until that was done like a month and a half ahead. Oh, that's awesome. Cause I was like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to get my eighties or whatever. If I, don't yeah. take this seriously and yeah. like so i busted my ass on all these papers and assignments but the entire time like every time my phone would go off it's like oh my god it's, you know is this going to be the call is this going to be yeah. the call man that's so stressful it's that's it's stuff. incredibly stressful so but like this is the thing is that like i grinded i worked my fucking ass off to to make it through that yeah and i did really well like i got a 97 on one of them and it's that like holy insane. shit but Good then for you that's crazy but then i went home yeah. Right. And uh, yeah. my dad had been admitted to palliative care. Like he had uh, hardened arteries. He had osteoporosis, COPD. Like it just, uh, you so know, unfortunate. Like just a lot of stuff. Yeah. And so eventually it got to the point where, like, you know, the, you, know, you have to remember, I'm 20 at yeah. this point. And so the doctor came out and said to my mom and I, it's like, you know, like in his current state, there's a really high chance that he's going to, have a heart attack yeah and so what do you want us to do like you want us to resuscitate him but they're like if you resuscitate him you know because of his weak bones like we're, we have a, we're probably going to shatter his rib, rib cage so nice. at 20 i'm like i'm not fucking putting him through that yeah for what i'm gonna put him through that kind of pain for what another two hours yeah what's the damn point like you know, and I remember my dad said to me one time, he's like, you know, if I can't drive my car or have my coffee, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do. Yeah. So I signed the DNR and like, you know, he passed away in the night. And for me, and I mean, again, I, I you know. My being, condolences to your family. You know, first of all, hey, but, thanks. Like, but I, uh, yeah. But, you know, at 28 now, you know, and even as, as the years have progressed, it's like, okay, Matt, like you didn't do this, you know. But at the time, it's like, I killed my dad. Like, you know, I didn't let him do, yeah. I, I didn't do everything I could do, but it's yeah. like, Matt, come on. Like you didn't, you did everything possible. You were there for your mom and your family, but it's like, you tell 20 year old Matt that though. Yeah, it's so hard because, so my, I actually, I had found my, uh, my nan. Um, this might shock some people, um, similar, but similar to your story actually. Um, so I found my nan, like oh, I came home and God. found my nan dead, flipped over, have a, Oh my God, so man. I tried to, so what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to turn over my nan. Um, so I'm trying to, and then, so like, essentially she, like we call, obviously we call the ambulance. Yeah. Stuff like that. I, I apologize saying this cause I'm sure these people were very helpful, but it was the most unhelpful call 
I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Because they just yeah. ask you so many questions you don't know the answer to. Because it's personal questions, right? It's yeah. something that people would answer if they could. It's like almost like if I was having a heart attack, it would have been perfect. But because my name was having a heart attack, like I don't know any of these things. You've lived a hard so, fucking life. So it's man. it's really Jesus. interesting because it's similar to your story. Like like my my aunt had always said, like if I can't do stuff on my own, I don't want to be here. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so um, obviously my name was in the hospital. Like she was in intensive care for five days and hardest five, like probably the hardest five days of my life. Yeah. Actually, no, yeah. I would I'd like to say the that. Every year when that day comes around, yeah. it's probably the, the that whole week for me is very hard because I'm a very positive person. Oh, like, yeah. I, I really love to be positive. Yeah. But every week when that week comes around, it's a little hard on me. Just be, Understandable. Just so. because, yeah, just because I know it's coming up. And yeah. Kind of like this week, this year I had to work on it, but which is, which is okay. Kind of kept it off my mind, yeah. but I was also kind of like a little bit in my head about it. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah. So my name... So my uncle was the person who got to sign the documents and stuff like yes. that. And he just said, like, listen, she's been in here for five days. Like, we can keep her in here for six. They were like, we can keep her here for six months, but there's no guarantees. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Um, my uncle made obviously made the choice. I think he made the correct choice. I, I, I definitely so I, like I've no, I don't think anybody in our family had disagreed with any of that. I think that it was the it was a good, great choice. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's what my name would have wanted. Well, it's, I, it's so hard because I mean, it's like, such you a hard love experience. These people, you love these people, yeah. but like, do you want them to suffer? That's exactly right? it, right? Like, like you were saying, like, like you felt responsible for it. So, oh like, yeah. So for example, like I didn't really like. So I'm first aid certified and I'm CPR certified now. But back yeah. in those days, I was just doing some like bootleg CPR, yeah. trying to keep my, it's like but trying to that yeah, trying scenario. trying to deal with that situation, right? So. It's really interesting because, like, I we have similar situations almost in yeah. that in that respects where it's like you have to respect that person's wishes and understand that they wouldn't want to live a certain way. Yeah. Right? So and it, it wears on you, right? Like I'm 22, oh, yeah. I'm still dealing with that. I believe that happened when I was 18. So like you, like you, you know had it I mean? worse than I. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. You had it yeah, worse than like, me. It's crazy. Like, it's, it's well, I I mean I like to be positive about all my experiences, right? Like I think, uh, <clears throat> like obviously I was not ready to have my nan be gone no but no. i think that in who, who's ever no, ready who's ever ready but you know um i think it helped me mature as a person and i think it like it made yeah. me want to make her make sure that she would be proud of me exactly so that's exactly exactly so it was, was kind of like uh another piece of adversity that i kind of had to overcome and i'll actually send you the the news yeah that sure that i for my story but like it was i so i seen this kid the other day that was behind slc um, he, I guess he was having a cigarette, right? Yeah. So he was like, he was said like he just had like a really tough time. Yeah. He was like he was having a really tough time, and I, he was. And you kid. reached out to him? Well, yeah, he was sitting like because I worked for the department, right? So, okay. Yeah. Like I was just putting stuff away because we were down at the end of the night, and this kid's like having a cigarette, and I'm like, okay, like this kid's maybe 11 years old. Oh so my I was, like, god. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Jesus, so I'm like, man. this kid's a really like he's a great kid, smart. Like, from the conversation that we had for, like, five minutes, he seemed like a smart yeah. kid. But I was like, listen, like, I completely can understand, like, the stuff that, like, he's explaining all this stuff to me, which I'm obviously not going to go into. Yeah, yeah, no, because it's, it's, yeah. But he's, like, explaining how, like, you know, his life's been really hard and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, like, this is my name. I want you to go home. And, like, not, I'm not, I want to put this in a way on my podcast where people don't think I'm, like, Google me. No, but, like, but I was like, I was like, I was like, if you're having all these experiences, go home and, like, look up these stories. And yes. I want, like, I want you to. Uh, I want you to be able to understand that like people go through adversity, people go through these things. And I understand we're not the exact same, but we had similarities and yes. I kind of like seen myself in him 
Um, exactly. I described it to my to my girlfriend as like a I had like a CYC moment. Um, I guess that's what Tammy Kerr shout out Tammy. She's the uh, she's the program director of our child youth care program at St. Right. She's great. Um, pretty much every everybody's favorite. Like even the teachers love her. So, um, yeah. but so she, but I, it's a CYC a moment, did. right? And so like it was just so he reached out. To the, he actually ended up reaching out to me, um, and he said like. I, I don't know why, but for some reason I wasn't able to access his messages, but I was able to see like what he had sent me. And right. he's just like, Hey, like the stuff that you, like I read your story, like, thank you for everything. Like I'm going to try to cut down on smoking. And, like, yeah. like, cause he was saying that he's living with these people who are really nice to him. Cause he'd been removed from, I guess, a rough situation. Right. Um, so what I said to him, I said, like, I said, like, if you, if there's those people, if you really enjoy these people and these people like, want you there, just do a little bit extra. Like, cause he's like, oh, they only expect me to, to mop and yeah. like sweep yeah. a little bit. And I was like, just do a little bit extra and just show them how grateful you are. It was and a then long way. I was like, let people buy into you. Like it, let people exactly. believe into you. You know what I mean? Well, you're so. doing like, that's, that's shows a lot about you. I don't like well, I, you said, I, oh, it's for the podcast. Not for the fucking podcast. You, you get where this kid's coming from. Well, yeah, no, it's not. Yeah. I was like, more saying like, it's just kind of like. I've, uh, I wanted to make sure that this kid understood, like I, like I've not that I've been there, obviously because everybody's experiences are yeah. different. But I wanted him to know, like it's it's okay not to be okay. Like, oh things yeah, will, things will get better. Well, I've got a friend right now. Uh, she's a good friend of mine, and like she's going through something similar to me. Yeah. And we had to talk about it the other night, and it's like, like I completely get where you're coming from because, yeah. like. You know, I again, I think her situation is a lot worse than mine, but like, I get it. I lived it's it. It's like, I almost want to say it's like you feel alone in those situations. Yeah. Totally. You totally yeah. feel alone. Doesn't matter who's around, what's around. You totally feel alone in those situations. And it's okay to understand that. And not to get like all, like all, go for it, smushy, but go for, it's, it's kind of just like, yeah, like it's, it's okay not to be okay. It's yeah. Okay, it's okay to like understand that, like, even though somebody says stuff like that. Like they say that they understand stuff like that. Like yeah. I understand that they do. They most of the time, if they are saying that and they have, like they have that emotion behind them, they do yeah. understand. Um, and I know it might seem like you're just in this kind of world, but you'll grow to like in this your own little world. But you'll grow to appreciate wanting to hear what people went through. Well, this is the whole thing. And so, like when I went back to school, like I was just in. A, I was an absolute fucking mess. Yeah. Like he oh, of course. he, he like, died for the. He died on December 30th. I was back in class on January 4th. I was going to say, like, like, for us at SLC, I remember, I remember the day after my nan had a heart attack, like she had her heart attack and she was in the hospital and I was the one who had to like make sure she got in the hospital and stuff like that too. So, um, so I had to go and write my midterm. I tried to, I tried (laughs) to get it, I tried to get it moved. Yeah, and I was basically told like there's not enough notice or whatever the reason was. I don't That's hold, I don't, I don't, I don't hold any grudges <clears throat> on it. Like I, I still like I passed. Yeah, you so, still but, did. Like it. I did still. Yeah, like but my mind just wasn't like. And I explained to my professor when I got there, like, like I'm just not here. I'm not. Yeah. Like, I'm on right now. As of right now, I'm not, like. And everybody is like, I remember. Shout out to my classmates from that. They're they're great people. A lot like yeah. amazing CYCs. And a lot of them already have jobs and well deserved. I'm gonna say that right out. Right, you guys got jobs in your field for a reason you guys are amazing cyc's so uh but they were like all everybody was like oh like i'm so sorry and like like, yeah very very messaging me like they were very helping they were helping the situation but it was almost like i still wasn't 
in well you, you're frame, not right? going to be there like when i went back to school like my like that the guy, the guy told i was spoke i was speaking about earlier tim schweitzer the guy my buddy from school who i wanted to like you know the, the whole fireball thing yeah. like is what i mean salts of the earth guy because he organized the hockey the hockey team and took me out to dinner and paid for my the whole guys they paid for my dinner they paid for my drinks and they were fucking there for me like these guys i haven't seen some of these guys for six years but i'll never forget that oh never that's never because it was all a surprise and me typically like i'm a pretty i i'd like to say i'm a pretty positive person but at that time yeah at that time i mean i i've never experienced depression really in my life except that's i was gonna say except for those moments i feel like everybody is allowed to be well i feel like like not that people aren't allowed to be depressed i'm not gonna say that obviously they're allowed to be a hundred percent but like one of the things that I think is that in those moments, everybody should like, nobody should be able to come up to somebody and be like, you should be like, you know what I mean? You should be better kind of like, I don't know how to really put that, but like, you're <laughs> yeah, fix to be, yourself. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, like, you know, just... I'm going to, I'm going to grieve because that's what I'm allowed to do. Well, yeah, but it's not like a light switch that you can just turn on. It is a process. And this is what I was saying to my friend the other day. Like she's going through a really hard time, but like when I went back to school, I went to all my classes and whatnot, but then when I, I would ball my eyes out in the dark in my apartment yeah. because I had one single yeah. bedroom. But the thing that kind of changed everything was, you know, I'm a Star Wars fan, right? Yes, I do. Yeah, I'm a yeah. massive Star You're Wars massive fan. Star Wars fan, yeah. But I don't know. I've told a couple of people this story, but then I'm none of this is like, you know, trying to sound like this is up for the podcast. No, but. for sure. I know. I think every like. Everything that I have, when I have my guests on, everything they say is genuine. So, so I, when I, I'm a, a big Star Wars fan, I'm also evidently a big Batman fan. And it, what happened was one day I was in my room and it was pissing down rain and I was crying and it just came to me. It's like, cause I looked up in my room and I had a poster of Batman and a picture of Darth Vader. And I said, okay, which one are you going to be? Because, you know, for those who don't know the stories and whatnot, but like Vader let his fear and his pain, you know, really turn him into that monster, right? And he did something destructive. Yeah. Batman went through his trauma, but he used it to do something positive and help other people. So for me, I thought, well, I was never, you know, I like like to smoke the odd joint, but like this is way before, like I've never done any hard drugs or anything like that. No, of course not, yeah. But the temptation's there, you know? Oh, especially when those situations are happening. This is the whole thing. But my thought was, okay, well, I don't want to do this. Your parents don't want to do this. Your dad sure as hell wouldn't want you to do this. So what are you going to do? What He's he's dead. He's gone. you got to find a way to power through and move on. So I was like, okay. Good for you, by the what, way. What is something that you can change in your life that is in your control? Okay? Yeah, for you're sure. A good, you're a good student. You're going to keep up with that. But yeah. what's something that would help you? I'm not happy with my body. That was the whole thing. This like, is where they're working out. It's the whole thing. And I have a friend and like, I'm going to give him a good shout out here because like, we don't really talk that much anymore, but he was a, we all have friends like that. He's yeah. a good guy. <clears throat> you know, you know, Jocko Willink or Willink or whatever his name is, the commando or whatever. Potentially. Yeah. Well, he's, he's like a, he was a retired Navy. So like you think of like these commando type guys are really hard. Yeah. And my buddy's name is Logan Tebow. And like, I haven't seen Logan in a couple of years, but like, you know, Thanks a lot, buddy, because, like, you helped me get to where yeah. I am now. But Shout out to you, buddy. Yeah, thank you, Logan. Thank you, Logan, yeah. But he, uh, I called him up because Logan was taking fitness and health here at SLC, and yeah. I met Logan at school in my first year at X, but then he, he came back here. He came and back, back, yeah. And Logan 
like hard, hard guy. Like he oh, trained very, really fucking yeah. hard and it was very meticulous. And for me being down at X, like I just, I didn't know how to work out. Like I would go in there and I would do a couple bicep well, curls. Yeah. You, you kind of work out, especially like I found that too. If you're not training for a sport, you're working out. Yeah. Like you're like kind of just like you're it's, aimless. It's there for the routine. If, like almost if that makes sense. Like you're kind yeah. of just going to the gym for the sake of the gym. Exactly. I mean, it's different for everybody else, but that's the way I felt. Well, I felt it. the same way, but yeah. I needed, I needed guidance and I really did not want, this is, this is where that, that kind of that coming of age moment was for me because I did not want someone to be like, Oh yeah, Matt, you're doing a good job. I was like, Matt, you're being a fucking pussy dig your heels in and go because yeah. and Logan, I called him up and he's like, I'll train you, Matt kind of thing. And he's like, but I'm not going to put up with your crap. Like if you, like if you start to be a baby, yeah, I'm not going to be, yeah. if you're going to be a baby, I'm not going to do it. Well, so this was at the shack before it yep. was renovated. Right. And I went down there and there was a bunch of guys like in Logan's fitness and health class. Right. They're and all, like yeah. these guys were monsters. Yeah. They're all, they're, they're big, crazy. Big. Yeah. And I'm in there wearing a baggy ass t-shirt because like I don't have a, a you don't drop have gym clothes. The, yeah, you don't. I mean, you don't have gym clothes probably at this point either. Oh, no, I wear shorts. Out. But yeah, that's you work it. out, but yeah, you're not like there yet. But it was like, and I, I, I don't have them here, but like I, that's why I keep these things. It's like look at what you've been able to do. Yeah. Like I started like benching the bar. Yeah. I could barely bench the bar. Yeah. That's and. Cool. He hard work, dedication, those things, right? Yeah, but the thing was, is that he kept me accountable, and like it wasn't, it wasn't like they're there, you know. It's like you, you got to drive. Like you got to do it, yeah. And he got me to the point where, like that, that it's kind of like a sword. Like you, or like if you put a sword in the fire, what happens, right? And you beat the crap out of it, it gets harder and harder and yeah. harder, and then eventually you've got yourself a pretty nice sword. Well, and it also depends on the person too, really. I feel like, I feel like you specifically. Like I like I also am similar like that. Like I like that kind of motivation, but some people don't, right? So it's no. interesting. It's not for everybody, and that's what I said. Like I say that to my. So I, I was working out with my buddy Mikey Shinor. I don't know if you yeah. know Mikey Shinor. No, I don't. But he's a really great guy. He went to SLC for culinary for a year. Uh, he's a great guy. I went to high school with him. Right. Great, great, just a genuinely great human being. Yeah. And he'll listen to this. So I wanted him to hear that. But shout he, out, buddy. I said to him, like when, I, when we go work out, it's not for everybody. Like. No. The, the amount of like the amount of stuff that I do, not that I'm like insane, but like I, I go and like, I'm on the bike for like an hour pretty yeah. much at yeah. some point in my workout, I'm at least on the bike for an hour and then I'll probably do another hour. All right. He's at this point, he's uh, like, he's like just coming to like, he's trying to trying to get into shape. So like he wants to get to the gym. Right. I'm like, like, I'm, I'm sorry if this is like the wrong way to put this, but you like, you're asking for my help Like you wanted me, you were like, okay, so you lost a lot of weight. So like yeah. how, how can I get similar like that mm-hmm. kind of thing? Mm-hmm. And I was like, listen, man, it's not for everybody. Yeah. Like it yeah. really isn't. If it's not for you, that's okay. Well, this but, is the thing too. Like people come up to me like, so my, you saw the picture, like the transition. It's like, oh, he must've done steroids. He must've done steroids or he, you it's know, so it's so like, insulting when people say Well, that. I got, I got really pissed off because I said, okay, if I was on roids, I would be, I, A, I'd have hardly any body fat yeah. and I'd be so much jacked. I'd, I'd be just absolutely yoked out of jacked, my mind. Yeah. Like I've got a nice little fat pouch here. Like it's not, it's not yeah. like that. Well, I got a few pouches yeah, myself. But, yeah. But you can tell, I mean, like when someone's on, on the gear and whatnot, Oh yeah, but, you know, but like people would be asking to work out with me. What's your secret? And it's like, I don't have a secret. I just, you just it. work hard, but it's uh, inner motivation. And this is what I was saying to my friend as well, is that like, you know, that the journey is your own. Like, you've got to find that motivation. So like for, 
for her, it's, it, she's got to find it. No one can give it to her. Same thing yeah. with my, my best friend. He went through um, some hard times as well, like everybody does. Every, yeah. But, you but know. Not, but everybody's experience is different. This so. is the whole thing, and everybody's not wired the same way. Some, some people exactly. might get the same results using that more plan that com- workout plan versus other people might not yeah, yeah and the more that comforting like they, they need the support other people they need that that harder style of uh kind of treatment yeah. and that's so eventually and there's nothing wrong with that no it's just, it does what's works for you what, what you're wired like what you're wired mentally and emotionally and like well i wanted for me for after my dad passed i wanted to say yeah you can fucking do this yeah because even like in high school right like i was never Never the biggest. I guy, was never yeah. the biggest guy. I was never the most athletic guy and whatnot. And I have friends that were all. See, I thought you were naturally big, so that's interesting. Because no, no. like when I when you when you would first approach you, you would think that like like I never thought you were on steroids, but yeah. I would always kind of be like, he's just naturally big. Like yeah, he's built no. like. But like seeing that picture, I can definitely like I can definitely admit that the, I was wrong. The, the structure, just, the structure was there, but the structure was there, but none of. But what does that? Yeah, what does that really mean at the well, end of the day? Well, it's the same right? thing. So, it's like you gotta still, you gotta get there. Yeah, you, like know? you can be, you can have a nice structure and everything like that, and your body can be like, you can have a lot of natural muscle. Yeah, but it's just like you have to like. It's not gifted, right? No, like, you gotta you gotta easy. go through it. And this is like I, I, I this call be the it, first uh, podcast that I've sworn on too. So that's yes, cool. there yeah. we go. Yeah, first we're, for everything. We're swearing. We're swearing. Now. <laughs> well, fucking, I just fucking right, Hank. Yeah. Well, it's exactly <laughs> it, right? Like I and like I like not little kids don't listen to this podcast. They might, but uh, like always bleep it out. Yeah. Well, no, there's an explicit like there's an explicit tab. Yeah. So we'll do it like that. Yeah. <clears throat> So yeah, that's one of the reasons I wanted to start a podcast too, right? Is because like I just like we were just saying off the air, like I just enjoy having conversations. Like yeah. I just enjoy talking for a long period. Well, it's of like time. you say, you and I would talk for forty minutes at the shack. At dump. the shack, just for, like <laughs> just literally for talking about anything and everything. That's yeah. that's exactly. It was interesting because when I was doing my podcast, like when I was setting up the intro for it, and stuff yeah. Like that, well, uh, my girlfriend actually asked, like, so what is like, what is the main things you want to cover? And I was like, honestly, like, I just want to hear everybody's anything and everything about everybody. Like, I want to know about them. I want to know what their interests are and stuff like that. I yeah. want to chat a little bit about real estate. That's yeah, okay. Go, Not to change the subject. Talk, talk to me about so you want. why is the housing market so hot right now? Do you think? Well, the housing Especially market, Kingston, the housing market was has been getting hotter since 2017. Yeah, um, a lot of it has been. Prices in Toronto were just getting are skyrocketing, and people because I mean a lot of the people in Toronto, not everybody obviously, not everybody, but yeah. a lot of people in Toronto have really high paying jobs. But again, the market, the, the housing, the actually the actual amount of houses does not serve the the demand. The supply does not serve the demand. So with that, naturally, the price is skyrocketing. Well, yeah, because so, yeah. everybody's trying to look for a home, right? So, well, exactly, and I mean now our generation, I mean. Our, Again, the demand for homes is just becoming so much that the system can't take it. I mean, if you yeah. look at downtown Kingston now, right? It's a construction zone. It's, it's constant construction. Constantly. It's like, like, and I'm sure those people are great people and all, but like, it's constant construction. It's like, it's very interesting. I actually invited Mark Gerritsen on my podcast. Oh, did you? Yeah. Really? So I've, sick, I've met, man. I've met Mark Gerritsen man, that's on sick. like five different occasions. I hope he does accept. He did. Come see, on, Mark. You did, know, let's yeah, get on he here. Did let's see, go. He did see the actual message of it. I understand Mark's a busy guy and I understand, like I said, I yeah. completely understand if you don't have time to do it, but I'd love to have you on, right? Like we met multiple times. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah. So I was talking, when I was saying Come that, on the Hank Perrin podcast, Mark, you'll have a great time. 
at, at Parent Podcast on Twitter or <laughs> at the Hank Parent Podcast. I'll plug it at the end again, but just just for fun, why not? But, um, uh, but yeah, so that's exactly what I was saying, right? It was like uh, you were talking about like housing and stuff like that. So you just built houses right. over there, and I yeah. was I was interested. I was gonna ask him like what what drove you to do that, and like was it specifically because you thought it was a good opportunity, or was it to provide more student housing? Probably right? a bit so, of I'd probably a bit of both. A little but... bit of both, yeah. But I feel like I was seeing this thing the other day. I don't know if you've seen the article, but it was uh, KCBI is potentially they were uh, home based housing. Uh, somebody at home based housing was. Uh, saying that they think that the land KCBI case. land of the land of KCBI should be income house low income housing because of the fact that Queens's population over the last twenty years yeah. has been getting significantly bigger yeah. every year. Yeah. Um. And because of that, little income uh, like houses aren't yeah. really as available as they once were for yes. families, especially because yeah. Well, this but this goes back to my point, like. The, the demand for properties and homes, it just uh, the supply rather, yeah, the supply rather doesn't meet the demand. So what's end up, what ends up happening is these people from the larger cities, so like for Toronto, like mo not all of them. Again, like I'm not trying to paint them all with this brush, but they're affluent. They have money. Like yeah. if you're they have uh, opportunity, they have money. They well, if you're like the vice president of like RBC or something like that, right? You're pulling in, you're pulling in some good bank. If you're a pharmacist or something in Toronto yeah. or a doctor, yeah, you're yeah. bringing in some good bank. So what they're doing is they're taking their Toronto paychecks and they're getting out and they're buying elsewhere. And because it's cheaper. Yeah. Like for example, I had clients that I showed a property to in Brona the other day. Hank, where where in Kingston are you gonna find something for under three hundred thousand? Never. No, never. Not well, my girlfriend and I like we occasionally will look at houses because uh, like we're like I'm working a job right now where I'm trying to save up money, so yeah. eventually we can buy a house. Yeah. Like obviously, her parents are really great with that, and her her mom will hear this, and I don't know if her dad will hear this, but Joanne's amazing, and so is Doug. They're great. Yeah. Like they're very very good very people. good. Yeah, they're great people, and so like uh, so it was interesting because I was saying to them the other day, or I was saying the other day that uh like the housing market here is just so crazy and like yeah, even in ottawa like on the outside so she lives she's from chelsea and her mom lives in chelsea uh so chelsea quebec so it's just like yeah, it's chelsea, about like quebec, 10 yeah. 15 minutes away from ottawa it's not far like like a solid throw away yeah. basically um but the housing but this market is everywhere is, the housing market is just like for there the house like i said to her mom i said if your your house was on the market here It'd be a million dollar home. Well, like it's I, like there's just so much property, and she's like it's just crazy. It's nuts. And like I so I I bought a rental property last year because like with the money that I saved up for law school, that was I used that and with my mom because my mom like, I wouldn't be able to do it without Connie. But we bought a rental property. Shout out Connie. Yeah, Connie's Connie's a legend. But we bought a rental property on Calderwood, and like now that I'm in the business, right? Like I went through a similar house the other day. I, yeah. I made over a hundred thousand on that in a year. Yeah, that's, like that's, see, that's ridiculous. See, that's so good for you, first of all. But like, but it's interesting to me, just like how, how, like, so what would your tips be? Because you're in the real estate business. <sighs> what would your tips be for young, young buyers right now? Would you like wait it out or like anything like that? Because well, I feel like my demographic, mostly, not all, like I'm obviously I want everybody here, but I feel like my demographic is primarily like that twenty three to thirty seven kind of range. Yeah. Um. So those people that are gonna be wanting to buy houses. Well, be I guess in the sense just like get a sizable down payment, like trying to save up some money so you can compete. But like, really, I, I mean, even I'm trying to figure. I don't have like a golden ticket for your audience here but like right now it is it's really tough because people like i say are coming that are very affluent and say if a property is listed at say five hundred thousand, or in the case of the one in the one i'm currently working on it's not going to go for under 250 it's going 
it's, it's going to go. It's going to go for gonna much go for more. Much yeah. more than that. Yeah. So it's it's kind of I, the best advice I suppose I could give anybody is have your ducks in a row. So like if you're serious about buying, buying a house, get in touch with a good realtor, get in touch with a good uh, mortgage lender. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk more about it off. Yeah. Off this, yeah, yeah. but like I have I have realtor friends and you're you're one yeah, of them yeah, obviously. Yeah. Um, and like that's that's a thing. I'm more saving up my money right now, so we yes. can eventually get serious. But it's it, but it's really because the market is so hot. It's not just the the the, the purchase price of it. The price is obviously a major it's a major impact, part of it. Yeah. But it's it's cash and conditions because like like for for young people, right? Who's who's going to able to afford a five hundred thousand dollar house on their first property? No. Hardly anybody. Bare, barely anybody. Maybe so you, there's a few gems. Yeah, but like. You're going to have to have a financing condition, of course, yeah. right? But say, if, from the seller's perspective, why would I go with the financing condition when I can get $100,000 over asking and it's in, there's no conditions, it's pure cash? That's exactly it, right? So is it the people like, I'm not, I'm not trying to aim at people for Toronto no, no, or, no, not at all. or any of those big cities. I just wanted to kind of like be like, like, is it, it's just interesting that people are going so far over the asking price to get Well, it's because that's the thing is like, it goes back to what I was saying earlier, but the, the, the supply does not meet the demand. Yeah. It's no different than like, okay. So say for example, Hank, you have a water bottle in front of you. Say that's the last water bottle on earth, right? That's the last yeah. glass of water or whatever. Okay. Well then you've got 10 billion people are all vying for that. You're not going to sell that for a dollar. You're going to sell, sell that for a million. Like, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, get, I get the understanding of it. It's just, it was interesting to me because I knew, like having you on was important for me, right? Like I really wanted to have you on because you're so knowledgeable and like you, <laughs> like, well, you, you have all of like you in, you're in so many different fields. Right? I know. Sometimes I can get I stretch gets a little a bit, bit too yeah. thin. <laughs> but like you, but that like the real estate thing is so important right now because I feel like yes. I feel like it was the perfect time to do this podcast with you because yeah. the, the yeah. market is so red hot and you're so in. Well, like, I'm actually in invest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm you're in, like I'm you're in, in you're in it every day. So it was important to me to get somebody on that understood like what it's what it's like to be in that age group and also yeah. be like in the real estate business. Well, itself. it's it's really. I mean, again, I've only I've been in it for a little while. There's other people that are far more knowledgeable than I am at this point. But from what I can see, it's really having all of your documents and everything ready to go. So in in a sense, it's like war. Like, if you aren't organized, if you don't have your documents together, so like your money, what kind of conditions are you going to put in? How much are you pre-approved for? Do you have a pre-approval or do you have full approval? You know, these are all things. It's like, oh, it doesn't matter. It's like, no, it does matter. I'll get and a I'll, checklist from you at some point. Yeah, but a lot of people also, if they're first time buyers, right? They're they're writing letters, submitting letters to the to banks the sellers, yeah, well, yeah. not to well, the banks, but to the sellers, because Hank, you may not be able to compete completely financially. So what do you do? You try to appeal to the heart, oh, and in real estate, yeah. So like for example, someone could outbid you by twenty grand, but they want to use the property as an income property. We have Hank and his girlfriend here; they're first-time home buyers. They really love this place. You play that. You, you is, was that is that something you would recommend? Like, absolutely, because that's absolutely that's, that's what I was thinking. Is that you would almost have to like, you'd almost have to like soften up. You the have owners. to you have to make your offer as attractive as possible to who you're, and you have to know your audience. So I mean, like here's a bit of my philosophical side but sun tzu to defeat an enemy you must know them yeah you know you have to know who your target is and if you can't compete financially how else can you how else can well you yeah compete? people have emotions right so like the, exactly. i think the thing for me is, is that i think like and i obviously like i i was pretty like i'm moving out of a place where people the people that like rent it are like they're great people, great, people, great landlords yeah. um but like it's just the for me it was the fact that like i was like 
how many people like that are like <clears throat> that own multiple properties like that yeah. just don't need it like the well, only, yeah like like the people that i rent from actually like you know what i mean like they care about every property they don't have too many you know what i mean they know that they don't yes. stretch themselves kind of thing yeah um but like in terms of like there's just so many i feel like there's a lot of people that are just like gobbling up properties to, well this is the whole thing because yeah. this is the opportunity if you have the, the money to be able to do it like the world the world has as again not just kind of sound a little silly yeah. but the world has shifted it's definitely in changed, the last yeah. year and a half like if, if you think of like if you think of chess you know chess the game of chess yep I'm uh, not very good at it. No, it doesn't matter if you're good at yeah, it, but yeah. you know how there's pieces on the board and they all can perform different functions, right? Yeah. The board has changed. The landscape has changed. So if you have the the means to take advantage and buy properties or like even get in the stock markets, I mean, this past year, for example, like Air Canada, the Air Canada stocks, right? Yep. How well do you think those are doing? They plummeted. Yeah, yeah. they plummeted. Then didn't Air Canada say that they were thinking about? They were selling art pieces. Yeah. that they had because they're so poor because they were no there's no business there's no business so yeah. as you know as an investor so what do you think i did what do you think i did um probably took your stocks I, immediately i yeah. bought no i bought oh i funded air canada okay, yeah i guess because you so what i was more meaning is i thought you would have pulled out because you'd been no. scared uh, at the fact that maybe that they like because obviously the pandemic's been unpredictable it's been terrible so, yeah it's been terrible and unpredictable right so i felt like maybe you would sell but i guess it makes sense that you would want to invest more money because eventually exactly. things are gonna go back to normal well, and that's exactly. skyrocket right and people, for you for people thinking ahead. this is the whole thing like you've got it's like gretzky and crosby you have to think the game a couple steps ahead yeah. but even to be able to do that you have to understand how it works well, I you have, have a, to have that insight right like i my old boss matt, not sorry not to cut you off that's fine uh, uh my old boss at dq his name's matt um I remember when you were stored to DQ. Yeah. So, Holy shit, so, we're going so back. It, yeah, so his, so he, uh, so he was like a big investor guy. Like you'd come in and sometimes you'd sit down and like watch the yeah. little investing. But like it's it's truly like that. You have to be into the stocks, kind of. Yeah. Like you have to have that mindset where you're like checking them to make See, sure you're getting. I, money I'm out. not an expert on stocks whatsoever. Like I've learned a few things. I've got a buddy of mine uh, from university, Richard Howe. He's he's got this stuff. Like I talk to him sometimes. And I'm just like Jesus Christ, man. Like I don't yeah. understand what you're saying, but like he gets it. Yeah, you know, but like there's other things that he doesn't get that I get. It just we're just different people. Yeah, it just sense. depends on like different mindsets, different topics. All, all I'm trying to get at is that the board has changed in the last year or so, and any time of great change, that is where the greatest growth happens. So I mean, you, like I said, you see it in businesses all the time now. I mean, what was it? Uh, Tesla stock this year yeah skyrocketed, skyrocketed amazon yeah. stock skyrocketed because everything else is, was closed and amazon's made off like bandits yeah well, of course um so. i was gonna ask you like when do you do you see it cooling down at any point soon no or do you think like do you think because of like i seen that they put new restrictions in but i didn't really understand like i don't know if they so they were supposed to start on like june 1st or something with what like, real estate or uh, with real estate so like buying houses and stuff like that i think they changed a little bit of the rules for like in terms of buyers but they didn't seem like it benefited anybody that's like our age it seemed like it benefited more the people that who are buying them for income yeah. properties right like no, it benefits yourself i'm like i don't know like i because everyone talks about this bubble you know the real estate bubble it's got to yeah. burst at some point and i i do think this is well this is not sustainable that there's no damn way this is sustainable but at the same time that the the demand has not gone anywhere so, i mean like i said this is kind of we were, i was in a meeting the other day and they were showing graphs of 
the, the can, Canadian yeah. market, and it's just going steadily up, 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 up. And then when COVID hit, crashed, and then sky. Well, yeah, look, what, I seen an article the other day. Uh, I think it was Global Kingston that shared it. Right. But they said uh, they said that the average price of houses here went up by like a hundred thousand dollars on average. Over a hundred and two. I think it was a hundred and two percent. That's insane. That's stupid. That's so. It's insane. absolutely stupid. And like I get like Kingston, like I've lived here my whole life, so yeah. I like I my I only lived in the Heights until the most recent couple of years, right? But like it's just such a like it is a nice Rito place. Rideau Heights, yeah. Rideau Heights, and I'm gonna go on record saying that Rideau Heights is prime to explode. See, I'm I want I want and I not to interrupt you, but I really 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 want to stress this to people that were because I've heard people talking about maybe like why oh, would yeah. I want to live there? Like it's it's I think that for me. Right, like I'd be interested in potentially looking for a house there. Yeah. Um, just because, like, obviously my roots in the neighborhood and stuff like that. But like, also the fact that like Roger made a good point. So my friend Roger said, yeah. like, they're gonna build the third crossing. It's ten minutes from downtown. This is, like, this is what I'm saying. There's, man. there's like, like, there's a no, there's a no frills down there. There's well, look at the development that's happened on Division Street, Canadian Tire, Montana's LCBO, yeah, yeah. movie theater, movie this theater. Has yeah, all like, come up in the last. 10 years like 10 15 years yeah then you see on montreal street historically never has never been anything too special and i'm shout out to big bites kingston but they're one of the best restaurants in kingston like for fast food its quality is outstanding he's been able to build his business there the last couple of years kicked ass during the pandemic it was really interesting sorry no oh, go ahead go ahead but it was really interesting i talked because the gentleman from that owns like big bites dimitri like, right yeah, yeah i think so I, I i talked to him a little bit and he actually it was funny because yeah, he's I, a funny guy. Because I was like, right. I like at this point, I don't eat poutine anymore just because yeah. it's really like I have a really light stomach, so I yeah. eat a lot of light, light stuff like rice stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, just because it sits too heavily on my stomach. I but wish I was like that. I I was just naturally like that. Like I don't like pop, don't eat sweets, don't like chocolate, anything like that. Like anything that's really kind of like heavy on your stomach. Yeah, you yeah. just can't do it. Um, but so he when I had tried their poutine, I tried a bite of it for my buddy, and I was like, this tastes kind of like Swiss chalet sauce. If I was you, I would. Like for the fries that you're using, I would potentially think about using more of like a beef sauce, uh, like a, a beef gravy, just because it compliment it would complement your fries and stuff right. better. And he kind of like took that and he's like, you know what? I actually might change. Like I'll, he's really he's open. Smart, dude. He's but very I, like you were smart. saying. He's kicking ass during the pandemic. Well, this is the whole thing, but it's as you even said too. Like that third crossing, that's that's gonna be able to make traffic. It's gonna really free make up it so much easier. Yeah, for making it a lot easier. But it's also like they, they built that new subdivision there. My buddy, my best friend, lives in that new uh, subdivision. Yeah, it's like a really townhouse. It's long community. Yeah. yeah, but again, like when he bought like four years ago, it was it was a real deal. I mean, the value of that property, holy shit! It's good. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, but, it's right near the third crossing too, right? Like, which is almost the whole done. Thing. Congratulations to the city of Kingston. You yeah, got that job, done way pl- quicker. Urban planning, well, well yeah. done, guys. Yeah. But oh, is that who did it? Well, just the the, the planning of, oh. of the whole thing. I, I mean, was like, they did a masterful. really good job. Like, it's like I I think when I moved out of the Heights, they were talking about it. Yeah. And it's only been, uh, I don't know. I moved out of the Heights probably three years ago. Yeah. I say. About three, or four, three years, three or four years ago, but. Uh, like I constantly in the neighborhood or at least I try to be as much yeah. as I can, but obviously like when, like it wasn't even built yet. And by the t- like basically since the pandemic started, they just like went in yeah. on that. So, but this is what I mean. Like and P and Kingston's a nice town. Yeah. Kingston's, Kingston's a really good town. I really enjoy Kingston. And people want to be here. This is why I'm saying like when you ask, do you think, see the slowing down? Like, no, it might, it might 
slow down a little bit, but like the overall trend is still going to go up because I mean, it's still cheaper than Toronto, yeah. still cheaper than Ottawa, Montreal. All and I that. think it's kind of got like, it's going to get start to give that big town feel. I almost yeah. feel like because, yeah. because of all the things that we have and that are coming here. Like I think target was a huge one when they were here. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? There's just a yeah. market for big stuff. Now we've got RMC, well, how many Tim- Queens? Yeah. SLC, the hospital. Yep. Providence care, care. Yep. like you have so much industry coming here. Then we have lots that. of nice golf courses here. Yeah, like this is Rockway. Good... I don't know what the one couple. There's a couple out oh, there. My my uncle or whatever. Yeah, my uncle builds houses. Like he's a, I think he's like the leader, like a leader of a like uh, like a house company basically. Right. But like he doesn't own it. He just works for the people that do. Right. But they like build houses on a golf course. Beautiful. Yeah. Like, on the back of a golf course, like this is. Like lots of there's lots of great things in Kingston. Obviously, yeah. there's negatives. I'm sure, but oh, every place has every place has its negatives. You know? Yeah. Like, well, that's exactly what my argument was for the height. It's not argument, but what I was saying. Well, about there the is height, an right? argument, but it's a point. I mean, it's like okay, yeah, like there's some like, bad things about a, the height. There's heights. a lot of things. There's but yeah. Well, it was interesting because Roger and I talked about it on the last one, so I won't go too far in. But he was like, but he was saying like if if there's like a like a hostage situation on the west end, they'll just set they'll just put like a stock image. Like the like they'll just report like a stock image of a cop car, right? Um, saying like you know, situation going on in the West End. But if it's in the Heights, it's like, like SWAT's there. Yeah, like, it still I mean? has this reputation. It's but... still, if it's a, well, it's unfortunate that it's kind of like portray. I would almost say it's portrayed different. Portray, yeah, portrayed portray differently. differently, and it's just unfortunate. But too. that is bec- like even like it's my because mom of the history up, though. Yeah, right? my so, mom, my mom grew up over there, and it's like she remembers when like you know this is going back. Like, yeah. 40 years ago yeah but your mom and my incremental progress your uh yeah your your mom and my dad might know each other maybe probably maybe they do potentially but that's my i guess going back to the question is like what would i say is for anyone trying to get into the market it's like i said it was like war right like be prepared be prepared but like being slow that's gonna kill you because you need it like in this market things go up and they're on they're barely on the market for a week so the more prepared you are the more you're able to execute. Yeah. I'll go on a bike it. ride one week and a house is on sale. Yeah. And then like literally two days later, I'll go yeah. on a bike ride and the house is gone already. Yeah. Like it's the market is just so red hot right now. And especially like people, well, you can get like notifications like on when houses yeah. go on sale. Yeah. Like so somebody in Toronto is like, oh, this house went on sale. Like they can, they get the notification from their realtor and they're like, perfect. This is exactly what we're looking for. Yeah. Um, thank you, Matt, for coming on. Oh, uh, pleasure, not to, man. not to end it, but we, we can come on. You can come on again. I'd love hey, to have you I'd, back on. I'd be more um, than happy. Do you want to be anything on. you want to plug or anything you want to say before we get out of here? I just really thank you for bringing me on. Like ever since you asked me to come on, I'm thinking, oh my god, this is gonna, this is so sick. Like it's, it's, just a, it's such a cool idea, and like I'm gonna continue to have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, I um, hope you do. Uh, somebody had said that like this was something that they wanted people to hear, lots of people to hear. So if you if you're listening to this, like like share, all that <laughs> stuff. Like not the YouTube like share comment thing, but yeah. like. Share my stuff. Uh, share it with your friends. Share it with your family members. Share it with everybody. This one obviously will be a little bit more explicit because we swore on it, but it's fine. I like, <laughs> I like, like. I, there's a reason there's an explicit button. Yeah. Um, well, it's real. Like, exactly, it's a real conversation. I, I want to have real conversations, right? So, um, like, we're talking so, yeah. about heavy things. I mean, like, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Like no, you. of course not. Yeah. But thank, thank you again, Matt, right, for coming man. on. Uh, thank you, Hank. It's been a yeah, pleasure. You sure you don't want to plug anything? No. Everybody out there is. Keep doing your best. I know things have been really tough the last year and a half, but just keep keep grinding. And, you know, we're almost through this crap. Yeah. So the, keep going. I seen a post the other day that said uh, the light on the other side of the tunnel is 
coming very bright, which it's, is it's which is really there. nice. Um, yeah, thank you again for coming on. Hey, man, and, anytime. you know, at Perrin Podcast on Twitter and at the Hank Perrin Podcast on the rest of the social media. If you have anything else you guys want me to talk about, uh, any suggestions, recommendations, uh, people you want me to have on the podcast, just please shoot me a message. I had somebody shoot me a message this morning. And she'll she'll listen to this. Um, but so she said, like, hey, like, I have somebody from Keys that maybe wants to do your podcast. And I said, great. Yeah. Send me their info and I'd love to have them on. Like, I just want to have people on, right? So if there's anybody that you guys want to have on or anybody like you would maybe think that I'd like to have a good conversation with, please have, like, I'd love to have them on. I want to know about them. I want to know about everything. Uh, thank you again. Thank you guys for listening. And we'll be back with episode three of the Hang Parent Podcast very soon.